0: Welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Disney Cast Member, where I chat to Disney Cast Members from all walks of life, and of course, all walks of magic. For today's episode, Sophie and I will be chatting with the lovely Laura, who sprinkled her pixie dust at Universal Orlando and at Disney's Epcot. Hi, Laura. Hi, how are you guys? We're good, we're good. I'm super excited to have you because you're, I think you were like one of our OG supporters. Like I feel like you're yeah. like in the top 100, <laughs> like first 100 people that followed us on Instagram. So I'm
1: literally.
0: like, I'm <laughs> like super. Like
1: one of the first time that I like saw the page and I was like, give me all the Disney tea. I want all of that magic. <laughs> yeah,
0: literally. Like,
1: make you feel magical again.
0: <laughs> so we're so, we're so, we're so sorry it's been so long, but we're so excited oh. to finally have you on the show. And, um, and yeah, sharing your magic with us
1: we're so so happy
2: to have you because especially um if anybody listened to the podcast in december we obviously had a small shop sponsor us and we wanted to we did this because we wanted to share all these amazing small businesses because last year was such a rough year for businesses never mind small businesses so we wanted to showcase the disney ones that we had and we got in touch with laura and laura you were so helpful you were like here i'm gonna do something for a giveaway you were liking everything sharing everything so we just want to make sure we can plug you on this podcast so you are the owner of galactic design co do you want to tell everybody a little bit about it yes
1: so basically i came home from my program and i was feeling lost like everyone in the middle of a pandemic and because I was like constantly doing art and making things and I'd been told for ages I should open an Etsy shop and I finally got the courage to do it and then it just sort of snowballed into like this huge thing like it's crazy the amount of orders that would come in like from oh, like crazy places I think like New Zealand like everywhere across America and I was like it's just been insane it really has I cannot like, like, comprehend how big it's
0: gotten. <laughs> It's so good, honestly, I think you're like, your branding is important. Like my sister stole the sticker that we got um from, I should have sent it to the giveaway person. My sister was like, I'm keeping it, I was like, fine. Like, like the, not, one of the, not one of the the ones that you sent for the giveaway, but like your, your yeah. just to compare, <laughs> I'm not stealing giveaway prizes, but like your Galactic Design sticker, she loves it. Like it's, it's so cool. I think the branding is so, so good. And like, it's so, obviously uh-huh. our, the, this podcast come from a place like in a very similar situation where we were both feeling a bit lost as well. And we just needed that Disney magic. And the fact that you're doing it is so amazing. Mm-hmm. And you, so, so what's what's coming up with the um, with the shop? Have you got any anything coming up with year?
1: I've got a lot of collections. My final collection has just arrived, so I've got a lot of new things coming before February. And I'm working on t-shirts. I'm still trying to figure things out with my supplier, but yeah, I've got t-shirts okay. in the works. So I'm so excited about that amazing i actually
2: have one of your items in my basket on Etsy, so i just need to actually buy it it's the <laughs> animal kingdom stickers i, I love this. them so the next storage that comes through will probably be me okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> amazing um but yeah we're obviously here to talk about your disney um and universal journey laura so i say let's get cracking yeah let's do this so um The first question I always ask everyone is, where were your roots um, when it came to applying for a position in Orlando, in Florida? Um, Did you initially apply for a Disney program and then decide to go onto a Universal program instead? And what was the initial inspiration for that?
1: So there was one summer where at uni, and I'd gone travelling in Australia, and I was loving it so much, and I was like, I don't want to spend next summer at home. I was like, I have to go somewhere, and then I literally just sat on my laptop and I was like anywhere in the world where would I want to be and I was like Orlando I went on holiday there as a kid with my family like that's where I dream of being and then I literally just googled it on YouTube and um, all these videos came up for like the CEP like this was like back in like 2013 2014 so was like a couple YouTubers and um, I was like oh my god this is an actual thing I can do this so I'd applied, I did the interview, I think it was in like Newcastle, It's back when Yummy Jobs used to travel around the UK.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And, um, I did the pre-screen interview and I never ended up getting on and I was so heartbroken. I was like, I still want to be in Orlando, I still want to see what else I can do. So I was on Yummy Jobs page, I saw that they had a Universal one and I was like, well, if I can't do Disney, try for Universal. Be, yeah. And the Universal process was a bit different in the case of it was just the one interview I expected after the first interview to be like you can go to the next interview or like there's all these steps with the Disney one whereas Universal it was just a group interview and then I found out two days later they're like you're going to Orlando I was like what
0: that's <laughs> crazy
1: and um it was it was, and then I had the most amazing summer it was fantastic um what was then, your position at the Laws Hotel so <laughs> it was, we had basically been told that there was more positions available with lifeguards, they needed lifeguards, so I was like, great, I'll put myself down for lifeguarding, and I got it, and then I realised, I was like, it's kind of a stressful job, just
0: a bit, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I was like, I, there was, oh, uh, the, the day that sticks out in my memory, like, it was a week before our programme finished, and it was, like, everybody was getting ready to leave, there was the day of our leaving party, like, with the company had thrown this huge thing together with a presentation and a video it was great and then I was um, positioned at the top of the slide like telling kids to like go 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 and I oh I forgot to say I was at Portofino Bay Hotel.
0: Nice amazing. um,
1: So I was at the top of the slide and one of the girls from my program um, she blew a whistle and everybody just went running I shut the slide down went running and I just was just froze. Um, there was, she had pulled this like little boy out of the water and I was like, oh my God, Like, we need to clear the deck, get everyone out of here. And I remember everybody was around him, they had the CPR bag and everything. And I was just sat with this boy's little brother, about three years old, um, trying to um, help him because he was just freaking out. Um, and then like ambulances arrived and the week before a kid had died at Disney so there was press, there was news cameras all over the hotel. Um, so our like managers were having to like get them back and everything. And um
0: inhumane, isn't it? That that it is,
1: it was awful. Um, but the ambulance arrived, he was okay, his little name was his name was Jack, he was from Belfast, he was supposed oh. to be going home that day, but they got an extra few days at the hotel and free tickets to the park. Oh. Um, he's perfectly fine now and they still go back to the hotel every year. Oh, that is- it's such a scary
2: position though, like, um, yeah. I've been like guard training in the past, but you are literally, you are there to save their life, like, their yeah. life is in your hands, it is like a big job. Yeah.
1: yeah, it was terrifying, I was like, oh I'm gonna go for a fun summer and then I realized, I was like, oh my god, people's lives are in my hands, like, this is yeah. not, <laughs> like, oh, uh, <laughs> so I don't know if I could do lifeguarding again. <laughs> Well, I was but gonna, it, was, I, it was a good experience.
0: I've not, we've not spoken to a lifeguard that's worked at Univer- like for Universal yet or Lowe's. So what was the um, training experience like for that? Because at Disney, it seems like you get one go. If you fail, you're being put into another position. Or in the case of, a, of like a um, cultural rep, then you are being sent yeah. home because that's part of your visa.
1: So I know that Universal go through different training, um, I think. One's like to go through Red Cross and one goes through someone else and you do the training date. But then every two weeks you do like in-service training where they like double check you can do everything and stuff like that. Um, So it was they like really like stayed on top of things. Um, And especially it was different at Universal because Disney just have standing positions. So they like sit in seats or things like that. But Universal didn't have that. You constantly had to be on the move, so you'd have to walk backwards and forwards for eight hours a day. Let me tell you, the tan that I got—I <laughs> <laughs> looked insanely tan Like, especially like the bad sandals that you got to like for working in. Oh my gosh, the tan lines I had with yeah.
0: In, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like real tan, fake tan, real tan, fake tan. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so so was it did you find the experience like pretty stress-free like was it was it pretty smooth sailing for you yeah it was
1: um you know you got to spend like there was like three um lifeguarding positions around the pool and then the fourth position was just to like be on deck and like play with the kids and do like musical chairs or hand out like because we were at like the posh hotel we hand out frozen grapes to the guests (laughs) frozen grapes
0: that's i've never heard of that before
1: i'm like dripping in sweat in my lifeguard gear like soaking wet from jumping in the pool and i'm like grapes
2: (laughs) (laughs) grapes. obviously we'll ask about your disney housing experience after but what was the housing experience like for this program
1: oh my gosh so we were in an extended stay hotel um, so there was three of us in one room, and there was like a little kitchen and things like that. But we were in like the rough area of Orlando, we were like, across the street from Portofino Bay. But like, there was like shootings outside our hotel, there was like guys that would follow like girls home, like, when we were walking through the car park, like, it was a dodgy area. It was so dodgy that the people mm. that year on the year-long program got moved to a nice hotel down the
0: street. So that is crazy. Do you, whereabouts was it? Because in my my knowledge of the Universal area is literally the Universal Resort, the double tree, like, across the road, the by yes. Fridays, and that's all I know.
1: It's literally like there's the double tree and then behind that there's i think it was a wendy's right and yeah, then yeah, it's yeah. literally just behind the wendy's um extended stay resort, it was great uh the, the front the guy at the front desk turned around to us on our last day and said i can't wait to you lo- for you lot to leave and i was like oh
0: my god. oh my god that's awful <laughs> That's so oh, like, how did you feel like being obviously living away from home is one thing obviously you said you had done some traveling in Australia so it was mm. like you you already knew that like living abroad as much as it has its perks yeah. it is a scary thing to do but um wh- like did you ever have any bad experiences or would you did you manage to keep yourself safe like living living in that part of Orlando
1: um there was one specific experience um we had been at Universal for the day me and two three of my friends and we're walking back we're walking through the wendy's car park to our hotel and we'd seen this car go past us and then he suddenly like did like a quick yui and like we were like okay this is a bit weird and um he was sort of following us through this car park and like right speed up speed up speed up and then he pulled in front of us opened his car door and he was just there Oh, uh, doing things! I'm gonna say <gasps> no. Uh, he sort of cornered us in beside, like you. We would cut through the bush, like in the, uh, we cut through like the the hedge to go across to our hotel, and he sort of cornered us off, so we couldn't go anywhere. So we just ran. We just ran into Wendy's. Oh my and,
2: like, god! It was
1: it was scary. Like That's awful. It was it. Was, yeah. It was it was an experience.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> like, but I mean, I mean, let's not let's not sit on that for too long because yeah. luckily we got to go out and do a Disney program. And as much as I had my run-ins with Disney security housing, we love you, really. <laughs> like, we, I don't
2: think they would have done that
0: to no. more, you, know? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So to move over to the Disney side of things, um, obviously you got to do the Disney CRP, which is what uh, when me and Sophie met, I did. I've only ever done one CRP. I never even knew about the summer program programs um until I did my CRP um but yeah tell us about the reason that you ended up applying for the CRP after you've done that universal program especially after that horrible experience i would been like I'm never going back to Orlando ever again uh-huh.
1: <laughs> one of my friends after this it was like the January after my summer program she was like oh you know you can go out for longer to Disney can't you and I was like you can and again looked on yummy jobs and I was like oh yeah So I applied for that after uni and that was in 2016 when I met Sophie and I completely bottled my interview. I was so nervous. and so scared. I just froze. I I, I cannot stress how I did it. It is such a scary
2: experience. I'm so glad you brought that up because people don't mention that. You know, it's so easy to get so nervous and worried on the day because it's such a big build up. So I'm glad that you've actually mentioned that.
1: Yeah, I put so much pressure on myself. It was ridiculous. And then I have been applying twice a year, every year. And then I finally um, got to final interviews in no- was it October, November 2019. And um, I had put less pressure on myself, but I was like, right, if I don't get on, this is my last chance um and then went to final interviews and I was like I have to get this I have to do this and um yeah we all found out I think it was like first of December our dates and I had got October which was like the last one of the last start dates so I had another 10 months of waiting I was like what's 10 months to four years of applying yeah
0: we were the exact
1: same me and Bradley
2: we had the longest wait I think we were August so slightly before but I think we were the last
1: Date of that, interview, and so yeah, we, we right. totally yeah. get that. <laughs> it was, it was the thing is, and you spend every day thinking, What am I going to be doing in six months' time? What am I, what do I need to pack? What do I need to bring? What if I happen to need this random object I haven't used in six years? Yeah. <laughs> I have to bring it with me. So it was, it was 10 months of constantly just talking about the CRP and watching I,
0: YouTube videos, reading blogs, like uh, everything you can do.
1: Every YouTube video under the sun, I think I watched like five times. Every <laughs> packing video, I had like a five-page packing list. I just went too, too far.
2: <laughs> when you were applying, did you want merchandise or food and beverage, or were you kind of in the middle?
1: So I had food and beverage experience, but I was working in merchandise at the time. And I knew that like I wanted to go travelling, and I did know many people from merchandise that had the experience to go travelling. So I thought if I go for food and Bev and there was a bit more positions in food and Bev. So I was like, I'll put that as my preference. But if I if I don't get food and Bev and I get merchandise, like I just want to be on the program.
2: Yeah.
1: So I was like, I didn't mind. And then I got food and Bev and I was so chuffed. I was like, get me into service. And yeah. then um, five months of my program, I was in podium the entire time. <laughs> I didn't make it to the restaurant.
0: That's so annoying. So did you know, I'm guessing you had like a service date before you got sent home because of COVID, right?
1: Well, thing is, about like Christmas time, they were really understaffed. They were, When I first got there, um, they were really low on people for podium.
0: That happened so, to us. I was doing like 50 yeah. hour weeks in, yeah. in yeah. like my first few weeks.
1: Everyone on podium was doing so much overtime. They were rolling in it.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm yeah. not complaining about the 50 hour weeks. I was like buying every piece yeah. of merch I wanted. I was like, I was living the server dream uh-huh. while I was on yeah. podium at that point. Uber's
1: home every single
0: night for this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like January time came after being on for like three months now, and we were all like, we've got to be going in soon. We've got to be getting our dates. And then they put everyone into service at once, like a huge bunch of people into service at one time. So then we were like, okay like we should be getting our dates soon and then they're like actually no we're understaffed on podium now because we put everyone else in so everyone that had just gone into service had to do one day a week on podium because yeah so everyone that had just gone into service was still having to work on podium like one two shifts a week so they were human
0: um, I would we, not have been okay with that like, You would have I, walked out I would, if, if I, I would just have to have regulation No chippy people, yeah. and no stalker, I And mean, then I would have been okay with it But no way was I getting back a night chippy After I've been there, was, I was there for too long uh, We I, were
2: I'm, on podium I'm, for
1: six months like, yeah. We were on it for a while And then like It got to the point where I was just like If I prove to them that I really want to be in service Maybe they'll like put me in so I started revising I didn't even have a date and I was revising the menu learning every cocktail under the sun learning every ingredient and I I still have like my wad of menus and like everything (laughs) every like allergy I was like I'm gonna nail this test and then it was like beginning of January time and our hours had gotten cut because of This illness that had um, like had a breakout in China, and they had closed the Asian parks. So we were like, "Oh, like you know, the the Asian parks will be back open, and then we'll get our overtime again." Nope, never happened. It just escalated. So like they had all these dates of people coming out, and they were just kind of like, "We don't know what's going to be happening." I was like, "Oh my god." What was that
2: like then for you? Obviously, we've spoke to Jennifer who's been on the podcast before. Obviously, mm-hmm. to skip ahead, we've got a few other questions about the CRP. But here, what was it like finding out that, you know, this virus had affected your program? You know, what was it like being out there uh, at that time?
1: It was, uh, I, I kept going, I just remember walking around going, Are we in a movie? Like, this just doesn't happen in real life. Because we had found out one morning that california was closing so we've gone up to the managers we we're going up to our like coordinators and they're like disney world has never been closed for more than like two days for a hurricane that was us. that was, was when we were there, there. Hurricane Irma, yeah yeah and they're like disney world is not gonna close like you are perfectly fine they would not close this place and then i was on greeter and um Steven, one of the servers came out and he was like a guest has just told us we're closing and I was like what what do you mean a guest has just told us? like what so we I think we found out we had like a week or two weeks notice or something like that and for like it must have been a week because the next week it was just the weirdest atmosphere you'd go upstairs into the rose and crown with your backpack like hi guys and there's something crying in every corner of the room you were like oh my god <laughs> like, it was everyone was having a mental breakdown there was people like it's like that mean girls maybe everyone's like mom can you pick me up? I'm scared. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: Literally. It
1: was insane. And then like I think Jen mentioned this, like they called us into the manager's office one by one and they were like, right, are you staying or are you going? And we were like, oh. And I was like, I've spent so many years trying to get on this program. I was like, nothing is gonna send me home. And then so we closed and we was like, right, we're gonna have like two weeks' holiday at housing. We're gonna just go hang out at the pool, have pool parties all that good stuff so yeah we had about a month in housing and then there was one morning I it was like 7 8 a.m I had just gone to the bathroom I'd came out and then the person I was with was like have you checked your emails and I was like no looked at my emails and they were like programs closing you're getting sent home and we're (sighs) like oh fabulous so I had to go wake up all my roommates. So All my roommates were um, UK PAV people as well. So I had to go and wake them up and let them know. So we're all like on the phone to our mums um, trying to book flights home. And then all of our flights were getting cancelled. And it was just insane. I can't put it even... Oh, it was... It was like a
0: movie. <laughs> like, Honestly, I... like, I just can't imagine being in that position. Like mm. where... I'll be honest, there was times in the programme where I felt homesick or like something had happened and I wanted to go home and I yeah. I hit that wall and I was like, I need to go. And I'd even call my mum and dad and be like, you need to help me get home. Like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And yeah. I'm so grateful I didn't. But the fact that I had that choice to go yeah. home and that was something I, yeah. I was considering, like the fact that you didn't even have any, any like Choice, choice in, in the
2: matter.
0: No. Yeah.
2: And like, for you as well. It was such a build up, like you'd applied and applied, yeah. and then yeah. this happens just as the time like you said you were studying to go into service, like it was just happening. And then, yeah. then. it was it it was
1: it was so I mean that the program is amazing, but like every day is a magical, you're gonna have bad days. Um and I had, had quite a few bad days, but I was like, This is what I've worked for, like this program has been everything for so long yeah going through that experience like it really brought us all together like you really you just put everything behind you and you're like this sucks we all need to support each other like we are a dysfunctional family we're a family but we're just very dysfunctional but like we all just really came together and everybody support each other and it was it was it was such like a lovely moment going through it with everyone. It just sucks that it had to be that way.
0: Yeah, like definitely. Well, we well, have
1: full faith that you'll get to go back out. Yeah. Like, Gosh,
0: obviously, I'll... I
2: know there's so many people that applied. Like, um, obviously, loads of people that I know. Obviously, we were all supposed to be going out. And we yeah. were all, like, when we heard, like, our programmes were cancelled, everyone was obviously gutted, and rightfully so. But my head went straight to you guys, because I was yeah. like, I know how they... Are enjoying it. Like that's yeah. the, the part. And I'm like, could you? I was trapped putting myself in your shoes going, oh my God, could I imagine I was out there and that on my on yeah. my CRP and that just ended? I'd have been absolutely heartbroken. So I honestly hope you guys will be out there ASAP and you guys will be the people to restart the, the path because no one yeah. else should be there before you guys. I don't believe any new people should be getting it before you. Yeah, I
0: agree. I hope
2: so.
1: I really hope so. I just want to be back. I want to be back the imagine.
0: Definitely. Um, but to to touch on a, a little bit of a happy thing, um, when it came to your living situation, uh, I always say RIP Disney Housing, gone but never <laughs> forgotten. Um, but I know, right? Um, but what uh, house and complex were you living in, and what was your general experience like living at Disney in comparison to living at Universal? So I
1: got Patson Court. My first choice was Commons, purely because I was like, I want to go in them outlets every day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I- even though I was at Patterson, I was like a 10 minute walk away, I still only went like three times, four yes. times. Um, it was, it was great and my roommate was from merchandise so like I'd get to come home, hear all about merchandise, I'd tell her about Food and & Bev and like how much I hated being on Stalker it, it
0: <laughs> Yeah, there needs to be some merch out there that says like don't put me on Stalker please or something like that.
2: Because <laughs> you've got a sticker don't you that says Stalker Watch for 20. <laughs> Stalker, what's your twenty? Tani- <laughs> Love it. Like, I heard the bar that too much. I was
1: like, I'm making
2: merch for this. Yeah, I just every time I see that sticker, I just imagine one in the bar going, Stocker, what's your twenty? change <laughs> do- the Guinness. Do you know
0: what? There's a funny story actually that we haven't told about Sophie. That one of your first stocker shifts. Oh my god. The- Go on, you tell it. You- it's your story to tell.
2: That's awful. Okay, so and rest is your podcast. That'll be quiet. So I was on stalker, <laughs> and <laughs> I hated soccer. from the minute I got it. My training chest, I cried. It's just not. It was not for me. I don't like the pressure i don't like people shouting at me i had back then i don't know if it was on your program you had it we had head pieces. so yep. you had your earpiece and it was stuck to the radio so when you were a girl you put the, the wire down your shirt and you clip your radio on so i was like on stalker on this extra magic night and nobody had called for stalker i was doing my rounds and you know, i was still doing my job nobody called for stalker and i went why did i hate stalker so much it's actually so easy i'm smashing this
0: it is a it's a stigma It's a stigma, isn't it It's a sti- but it, I, <laughs> regardless of your situation that happens which is hilarious it is a stigma like stop it isn't that bad like it's, it's not, not that bad, bad. It is.
2: but like i thought oh my god i'll smash this shift anyway i was like doing my bets doing my rounds i got to chippy and one of the girls on chippy veg went you're really pissing people off tonight and i was like <laughs> what she went why are you keeping you in the bar they're getting really angry you can hear it in their voice i went what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) So I was like, but I don't get it. My radio's working. I was like, speak. So she went, stalker, what's your 20? (sighs) I couldn't hear it. I looked at my uh, wire my wire had ripped underneath my shirt so all night the bar had been calling for me to change their kegs and I was just blissfully walking around unaware so one of the bartenders was obviously really annoyed I started crying and my coordinator was like they're not going to be angry she's like follow me follow me so she took me to all the bartenders already when when you're in never speaks the bartender so no. I was so scared. I was like, hi. And she told them the story and they all started laughing. I was like, oh my
0: God. So bad. So funny. But yeah, anyway, that was <laughs> it. That oh, was it. It does. It does. But yeah, it was a slight there was a slight um, detour story there, but it had to be told. But yeah, so um housing, housing. So you were in um Patterson, you said right?
1: Patterson Court. Yeah. I was in Patterson and um, it, it was, I loved it, like, I, um, I only had, like, one other roommate, so we didn't have bunk beds, um, and we were right at the entrance, like, right by security, which it was good and bad in some ways, like, I would, if I opened my blinds, like, the security guy was there, oh. like, he was right there. Oh, um so, so that was good, but, like, a lot of my friends were, like, in Vista, so, like, that did, like, kind of, that sucked in some ways, but, um you know, um, me and my friend Chloe, we became good friends with an American who had a car, so we just drove everywhere. So, like, I don't really use the buses that all that much. Like,
0: no. I mean, neither it's did I. I'll be funny, honest. Funny. I like. I hate. I hate to say it, but like after, like this. Every- I do not want to sound like a snobby server, but as soon as I could afford an Uber, I was like, no way am I getting the c bus back home. Like, absolutely not. I
2: never even got an Uber during podium. I I never got the bus during podium. I was like, I'm getting a Uber. not so If if I saw Kel parks outside of, like,
0: by
1: the buses, I'd be like, Kel, Kel,
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) When you were on your programme, did you do Happy Mondays?
1: Yeah, but I, like... So one of the things people didn't really warn me about was like the FOMO. So I don't suffer from FOMO at home, but anytime anything was happening I was like, yes, I'm doing it. I don't want to miss out on anything. Like I'm saying every I'm saying yes to everything I get offered. So like I went I started going to happy mondays, but I never went like consecutively. Mm-hmm. Um I would go maybe like every second week so I never got shirted so I need to go back just to get shirted there we go. Yeah, um but it was it was great there was like obviously like certain nights there was like a lot of drama and things like that but like that just comes with the territory it, it comes does. with the other but no it was it was good but there was some nights where I would have so much to drink my first ever happy Mondays I remember we were doing this game with a box of wine and I was like I'm gonna have this whole box of wine everyone's <laughs> gonna think I am the best they're gonna want me like top of the table <laughs> <So> <laughs> I an entire box of wine and everyone's standing around going oh my god how much has she had and then I can't, can't even the rest of the night it was yeah, so bad.
0: It the best kind happen. of night I say the best kind of night <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> obviously the program's all about making magic for the guests do you have a standout guest experience you could tell us about
1: Oh, I always come back to this moment. So it was my first day of training, my first day, like in the pavilion, I was training on CETA. And like, again, I put so much pressure on myself because like, I've been trying for this for years. And I was like, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be fantastic. And my first day of training on CETA, we had a -A Make-A-Wish family and they were checking in and we took them to the table. And my trainer was like, ever since illuminations end we don't really get to do a lot of magical moments especially on podium yeah. do you want to do a magical moment for this family and I was like yes hands down um so there, it was this little boy who had cancer and um we went down into the restaurant and my trainer did this big speech like hello people of the rose and crown and um we made him a knight of the rose and crown I gave him a like a crown i knighted him gave him a stash of mickey stickers but then he had obviously had a day in the parks and had his own mickey sticker that was a little pirate and he took off his mickey sticker and put it on my costume and i was
0: like oh Oh my my god like
1: putting this crown on his head and he was like i want you to have this one and i was like
0: (laughs) that is Incredible.
1: To go through into the kitchen, nobody knew me yet. Nobody knew me, and I'm just crying. Like, who's this girl
0: crying? What's she doing?
1: wreck in the corner? <laughs> like her first day of training, and she's already broken. Like it was, it was so magical. That's no matter how many bad guest experience you have, like I'll always go back to that one. Yeah. Like no, beat it it was incredible it's the job that's
2: what the job's about It's creating those magical yeah. memories that it'll last for that family but it also lasts for you so yeah. that's what does that's why Disney's the best. Yeah, yeah exactly
1: there's nothing that beats it
2: <laughs> <laughs> have you got a highlight of your program so this could be working traveling days off like what would you say is a standout moment for you
1: oh uh, so i never got to do traveling so i was gutted but me and my friend Chloe because we were stuck on podium and then um me her and our friend Dylan we would go we would have this routine every Thursday we would do an escape room um oh. after work Then uh, we would have our cowboys clothes in the back of the car get changed in the toilet that's
0: amazing
1: right to cowboys and like I was so determined to learn all of these country dances and by the end of it I was I thought I could go into like the hard professional section. I was like, like I, I am nailing this. <laughs> and that's just what I think of is us three, like going and doing an escape room, going to Wendy's, and then dancing until like two a.m. at Cowboys, and oh, it was just that. That's just the pinnacle of it. It, it gives me st- chill. Like,
0: you know, it gives give me chills thinking of that. Like the lifestyle we had was so yeah. carefree. Like the fact that that to do that at home, like go to an escape room, go out for dinner, yeah. regardless if it's Wendy's or not, we don't care, we love Wendy's, yeah. <laughs> um, and then go to an escape room afterwards. Like, that's something you might do once a year here. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, that was a weekly activity there, right?
1: Yeah, like, it was just, every time we got chance to do, like, even if like, I was working, like say three o'clock in the afternoon, they're like, right where are we going for breakfast, like you constantly, I was never in my apartment. I was constantly out doing something like I never sat still, but mainly because of the FOMO and I couldn't say no to anything. But it was it was such an incredible experience. And back home, I live in the Highlands. I don't get out much. I don't do anything. I made I I made a business instead of going out and doing things. So it, it was it was I've never felt so happy than just being in like cowboys and doing escape rooms and just. Yeah, it was just the best it really was I bet like it's so
2: funny we were actually talking about FOMO on a different podcast and saying sometimes you know you can burn yourself out with a FOMO but actually this year more than ever I bet you're glad you said yes to absolutely everything because could you imagine you didn't and now you're stuck in your house you'd be like oh I wish I did this I wish I did that so at least you can come away saying I did everything that I wanted to like those days off I made the time utilize my time so well yeah exactly
1: like I I kept thinking at the time I was like, "Oh, I really should have saved some money to do some traveling." Like, I haven't gone anywhere on this program, but I've got so many memories just from mm-hmm. Orlando and just from being with friends. Like, it was it so like like helps cope with the fact that I never went traveling because I made so many amazing friends. And even on, like, every night out, at, like, every day of the week, that was, like, Sunday, right, I'm going to Parliament. Monday, yeah. I'm going to have Mondays. The amount of hangovers I had in that pavilion. one yeah, like, <laughs> no wonder I was so bad at stalker because I was just behind Chippy, like... <laughs> I pulled down in the care room.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I was, like,
1: I was, like, going up to the head chef. like, I need some chips and gravy, start, because I was like... like <laughs>
0: Yeah. Amazing. Oh, Laura, we're coming, we're coming to the end of the podcast, but you know, as someone who listens to this podcast, I have one final question for you. And that is if you could be in any Disney park, resort, cruise line, Disney area or anywhere in Disney, anything Disney in the world right now, where would you go? What would you do?
1: I have thought about this so much. So I would go drinking around world showcase, then head to um, or maybe like a morning at Animal Kingdom, drink World World Showcase, watch Happily Ever After at Magic Kingdom and then go back to the Polynesian because that was my dream resort and I never got to stay at it. And the Polynesian is just so beautiful and just like watch it from the beach or like mm. have a oh just that would be so ideal right now. Yeah. Oh. Well, we are
2: hoping you're going to get to go back on another program and live out all this but even if you don't you get to go traveling you can travel wherever so you need to start making your travel plans
1: now so when the time's (laughs) open you get to go i'm making a bucket list already yeah Yeah, 100% i
0: say some bucket list merch get some disney bucket list merch out there do it i'll be buying it Uh, (laughs) but laura i want to say thank you so much for coming on this podcast it's been an absolute pleasure like i said from an to be an og supporter of the podcast and um and to now get into have you on as a guest as well um we're so grateful for you and just want to say a huge thank you
1: Thank you to you guys. I'm so excited to be on. Of course. Oh,
0: love having you. Um, but yeah, this has been another episode of Confessions of a Disney Cast but Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, follow our Instagram, and listen to all of the other episodes because they're just as magical as each other. Keep spreading the magic, everyone. And bye for now.